0: Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. So taking a few good, long, deep breaths with long exhale, Give yourself some nice soothing breaths. And yesterday um, at the retreat, we did a little gentle mindful movement sitting in the chair. And so I'd like to just offer that practice to you for a few moments and see how that feels. So um, just bringing your awareness into your body, filling your body with awareness, letting that awareness really hit internally. And these are gentle movements, which um, if you're having difficulty in the area of neck or shoulders or low back, just um, modify or not do, Just, just observe. But if you can, um, we'll do some of this movement slowly with awareness and breath. So bringing your head, nodding your head from the front to back uh, with the breath, and we'll do it four times, breathing in one, and a long exhale, two, and a long exhale, three, exhale again, and four, keeping the awareness with the movement and with the body. And next, moving your head from side to side from right to left with an exhale and again right to left one more time and again And just taking a moment to center and perhaps notice any difference or change in the body. And we'll do a slow head roll from right to the right shoulder, back, exhaling at the left shoulder Two. Inhaling and exhaling three and four and moving in the other direction. Modifying this as you need and a long exhale. And coming back to center, sensing and feeling any difference or change in the body. And for the next one, bringing your shoulders up to your ears, tight, 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 and then dropping them. Again, inhaling up, exhaling down, inhaling up, and exhaling down. Inhale up, tight, 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 pushing up to the sky, exhaling down, inhaling up, big inhale, big exhale. And bringing your right arm up over your head. And just a slight leaning in, pulsing back and forth with an inhale and an exhale. And slowly bringing the arm down with awareness. Mindful of that movement of the arm. And bringing the left arm up with awareness slowly and pulsing over to the opposite side. Using the breath. Long exhale. And coming back down and just sensing and feeling how that is in your body right now and the last one bringing the right arm to the left knee and the left arm perhaps behind the chair and gently whatever's best for you turning the head you can move the head up and down Four breaths, be gentle, keep the heart open and up. Chest to the sky. Coming back to center slowly with awareness. and moving the left hand to the right knee the right arm behind the chair or it's ever comfortable for you and you can move the head keeping the chest and heart up to the sky four breaths And coming back to center with awareness and bringing your awareness into the body, the torso, the legs, the head, and allowing this awareness to fill the body. Noticing if there's more relaxation, ease, and just noting what that feels like, the body at rest the body at ease, the body filled with awareness. And we'll move into our meditation practice now. Noticing all the sensations in the body as we sit. And as we take a few breaths, allowing yourself to release and relax with each out breath. Letting go, arriving, landing here. Allowing the earth and gravity to hold and support the body. We invite the body, the mind, the heart to let be and to let go. We're not only supported by the earth, we're supported by our sangha, by the community, by our spiritual friends those who are here and not here. There's nothing to do. Just awake, open, receptive, and kind awareness. aware of the silence, the sounds arising and dissolving, my words appearing and disappearing across the sky of the mind. even sensations in the body sensations appear they change and disappear sounds sensations, thoughts, emotions, coming and going in the field of awareness. and allowing the shoulders and arms to soften, relax. Each out-breath giving permission to sink to the earth. The neck, the forehead, the muscles in the face, inviting a relaxation on each outbreath. letting it be letting it go. relaxing the chest and softening the belly, allowing this ease to inhabit the body. And if there's any stress or agitation of some kind, also allowing it to be as it is. No resistance. And if you like, gently coming to rest with this breath, wherever the breath appears most prominently for you. Perhaps it's the rising and falling of the belly or the movement and flow of the rib cage, or the moving of air in and out of the nostrils, whichever place is easiest for you to connect with. Allowing the breath to find its own wisdom, its own rhythm. One breath after another. Full breath rises and falls away. as awareness rides the wave of breath. And if the mind draws away from the breath by body sensation or thought, Gently naming, and returning to the breath. Simply returning to the breath every time you're drawn away, paying kind attention and remembering There is no right way to do or feel. Simply allowing whatever is here right now So welcome, everyone. It's wonderful to see all of you. Truly, I get such joy in seeing your faces and connecting. I really feel the heart connection and the sangha, the support of the sangha. Even though we're physically apart, our hearts are not apart. So great to see you all. And maybe going ahead, if you would like to write in the chat what your intention is for this sit today, or any wish that you have uh, for your fellow uh, friends on the path, what's here for you today, just as a way to welcome us in. Authentic connection, softening of the heart, raise the vibration with meditation, feel the community and share wisdom to be here with Sangha. Yes, beautiful refuge, taking refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, the peace, inner and outer relinquish everything. So thank you all for sharing, we can take that in and feel uh, the nurturance and support from that, from the beautiful and wise intentions. So the topic of um, the talk today is working skillfully with doubt and agitation and I'm going to focus on on doubt in practice, the role of doubt in practice. We'll see if we can get to the agitation. Um, There's a very famous poem from the Zen tradition, and you've heard it before. 10,000 flowers in spring, the moon in autumn, a cool breeze in summer, snow in winter. If your mind isn't clouded by unnecessary things, this is the best season of your life. Love that poem. And yet, very often, the mind is clouded by unnecessary things. But there are also times where for all of us, we are um, with a calm peace abiding, a calm peace abiding, and we're with the present moment in stillness and ease. And it is the best season of our life. There's both. And if I um, asked you now, When did you experience a moment of stillness, of ease and peace? All of you would be able to give me an example of that. So um, we all crave, we all enjoy and hopefully savor those moments of stillness, calm, ease peaceful silence like the black night. We long for it. And we long to connect with the depth of our nature. This is our true nature. This is what we're born with. We have natural access to it and we forget so often. It's part of a natural being and the essence of consciousness. And many of us have many glimmers of this peace, this deep stillness and depth of being, the essence of peacefulness as our birthright. One time we um, took a short vacation to the desert, and I remember just walking out in the night sky, how beautiful and vast and still. That desert sky was. And I could feel it in my entire body and being, this stillness permeating by looking out into the night sky. And so um, I purchased this card that, and I'm going to see if I can hold it all the way up. Visual, which I keep uh, on my dresser. Am I doing a good job, bad job? Sort of job, yeah. So I keep this on my dresser just to remind myself of that moment of the night sky, that peace and ease. But what Buddhism teaches us is it's not just the night sky. This is a reflection of our beingness, our capacity for stillness and presence. It's not only what we see, it's what's inside. But there are barriers to this still deep essence. There are things that get in the way and we call that doubt. Doubt is one of the biggest barriers to that stillness and that ease. So I want, before I go on, I want you to take a moment to close your eyes. Take a couple of breaths and recall a time when you felt stillness, ease, quiet, presence. And take a couple of breaths, bring that to your mind. Allow yourself to feel it in your body, in your heart. What that felt like. What that was like for you. And now I ask you, as you bring that up and recall it, is this your true nature? Is this your birthright? Do you believe it or do you doubt? It's so interesting that many of us will say, and on the retreat, a few people said this, mindfulness has changed my life. It's so important to me. It's given me so much, but at the same time, we can say that and doubt our capacity for mindful practice and presence and this true nature, this beautiful way of being. So much doubt as a barrier, as a wall. So I'd like to ask you, you can put this in the chat or unmute what was your experience that you remember of stillness, peace, and ease? And what did it feel like for you? Who would like to share? And you can do that in chat or unmute and share. Lisa. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good.
1: Um, I would have to say it was um, at the beach on the Gulf Coast of Florida. And um, just in this watching the sunset and then the sky change color, and I, I didn't have to move. I was mesmerized. I was totally in the moment with it. And I just remember having this huge expanse of being able to breathe like it, like everything just kind of melted away where I could just be there with it. And I think that was probably one of my few. This was a way before mindfulness. And so when I think back on it now, it was probably you know, a good period of just being in the moment, really, truly in the moment and being almost feeling like I was part of that, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. so, So thank you for sharing that. So doubt will say, well, that was the sky in Florida, right? That's doubt, right? The truth is that state, is within you. It's yours as a natural birthright and awareness. Yeah. It's the doubt that tells us it's not. Mm-hmm. Then I have to go someplace outside of myself to get it. Yeah. So let's see. Um, there's more in the chat. Um, Ah, Joel says, um, rushing the rescue dog that we picked up, Roby. He is his um, presence is complete peace. You you can just see him. He's so in the moment. <laughs> We're gonna have to change his name to Bodie instead of Roby. We right. He is really um, brings us right into the moment." Um. Shannon says, sitting just now with the Sangha, it took about 20 minutes, but I finally relaxed for what felt like the first time in a week. And it felt like a return to reality and peace. So yes, the refuge of our Sangha can very often bring um, this stillness and peace. And yeah, I felt that too, um, Shannon. Uh, Just being with everyone that field was perceptible and beautiful. Stephanie says, same as Shannon, there was a rush of warmth that came over me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beauty of being held by the field.
1: Yeah, um, thank you uh, for reminding me to be in that beautiful moment. And I felt that moment. I think clinicians all over our country are feeling overwhelmed because there's a lot of people who need help. And I have been struggling with how to manage my practice. And I uh, really have felt overwhelmed and tired and trying to manage. And then someone said something to me and I thought, I can do that. And that was, you know, new people come in, they got to wait a month. And I'm just totally comfortable with that. I changed my voicemail. Peace right there. Now, I don't know if it was doubt before that. Could I? Could I? No, I couldn't handle it. And then I handled it. And then it was like, oof.
0: Yeah. And, and I want to talk about that, too. Good point. And uh, talking about the veils of doubt, which I, let me get back to that point that you just raised um says greeting the cat of good fortune on night walks she randomly joins me and we hang out it's rare but very welcome you know you see this is what the mindfulness practice kind of teaches us to catch those moments and stay with it stay in the moment and to be with it and to be awake in it a pristine awareness I like to say, yeah. And so, from the we have in certain meditations, being in a forest with trees, or sitting on a beach in early morning. Yeah, nature is really um, a true guide. So, um, so I want to pick up a little bit on what just mentioned. Did um, so, so. But what all of you can identify with here is that you know that experience of resting in stillness. You can feel it when it operates. Yesterday, people were saying when they're with small children, even when they're active, they can feel stillness. Um, The forest, yes, the forest. So it opens this perceptual field to us and the sense of stillness Is um, in all things. As you were mentioning, the forest, but stillness is within us, but it's in the trees, it's in the rocks, the plants, the sky. It's intrinsically vibrating all around us. And as we drop this uh, incessant rushing around, doing, evaluating, thinking, criticizing, problem solving, and we drop, Into the body and stillness, we can see the stillness around us. If I look out my window right now, I can see the stillness of the trees and the blooms, uh, the shrubbery there. It's inherently there. You can even feel it in the wind. Um, So we need to learn how to pay attention to the stillness and cultivating it. Paying attention is huge. To give yourself over to um, it is is um, thinning out the self, Rodney Smith would say, um, who is just on retreat with. But this thinning of the self, this dropping and going back to what Linda says, we as a culture are um, mesmerized by finding our identity in being productive and doing, getting things done, accomplishing, getting the list done, taking care of tasks, um, being successful, proving we're enough, building up. And we have to, it's a capitalist culture, we swim in it. But what happens is it gets very sticky and then there's no room to just drop into this pristine awareness that's really here and part of us, because we're caught, we're mesmerized in those sticky thoughts of completing, doing, problem-solving, evaluating. We think to think. We think to be. We think to be an I. And one of the things we talked about yesterday is how very often we're solving problems in our head that don't even really need to be solved, you know we're just solving them to exist and the doubt comes in to we doubt our capacity to drop in and be still we doubt in many ways we doubt the fulfillment of that experience like lisa could relate that experience and when she did i bet you really got it in your body what she felt in that moment, and she remembers it so clearly. But very often we'll even doubt the experiences we have as being valuable, right? We'll just brush them off. We'll doubt our own capacity to live a life from stillness and ease. We'll doubt our own capacity. Sometimes we'll doubt our perception when we're having the experience. It's like, ah, eh, <laughs> oh, not really. It's not really happening. Not to me. We'll even doubt the feeling we have. Um, and lastly, we'll doubt our practice. We'll doubt. Whether we should be spending time and energy and coming together like this, we'll doubt it. I don't want to wake up early. I don't want to log on. I don't want to go to that meditation retreat or that all day. No, I don't want to try. I just want to think. Right. So this doubt comes in like a veil. It's the doubt that's the shield. And if we look at it that way, we can begin to notice it when it arises and it erodes the experience. And the mindfulness, the mindful awareness will help us hold it with the value that it is. I'm thinking of this hike Jane and I were on about a month or two ago. Um and um it was hot and we were climbing. And there was a moment where the rain started to come down. Very soft rain in the mountain, in this beautiful mountain. And that moment of just feeling that refreshment of the rain, of being with the rain. And I could, that's just the heart expanded. This awareness expanded. It was magical. The touch of rain on the skin. And that not knowing, will it pour? Will it stop? Will we get soaked? Will we have thunder? It was just so alive. And when we remove these veils of habitual thinking and doubt, we get to really taste the aliveness and the freshness of freedom. So I'll tell you um, a story. That happened recently. It's kind of personal, uh, but I'll tell it to you anyway. I um, was in a retreat for the weekend online. And uh, at the end of that retreat on Sunday afternoon, I was um, just feeling so still, so quiet, so grounded and at ease. It was just a beautiful, sweet feeling. And, um, Joel and I had agreed after the retreat, we would take our little dog to the dog park nearby. And we get to the dog park and I pull out a chair, sit down. And I say to myself, hmm, now I'm going to just be quiet, be here, continue this meditation, eyes open. And Yes, be here in stillness, right? I, I gave myself the assignment. And the next thing I know, the big dog park, which is next to the small dog park, this Doberman pinter attacks another dog viciously. The fangs come out and you hear the, you know, the dog fighting. I mean, this dog looked like he was out to kill. And the other dog was whimpering, and it was just a horrible moment. If you've seen before, I knew it. And there were maybe 30 or 40 people on my side of the fence, and they noticed and they were worried, but I was the one on my feet at the fence screaming, Stop it! (laughs) You know, like a lunatic, stop it now! Stop, stop that dog, you know. And uh, nobody else was doing that. And I, um, because they knew, I'm still new at the dog ownership here, they knew that the owner of the Doberman had a brace on the dog's neck and could press a button that sends an electric shock to the dog and makes the dog stop. Now, I didn't know that. They seemed to know that. So they weren't up screaming. They knew that eventually this dog would receive some shock or something on the neck and stop, which is what happened. But when I sat back down, um, these thoughts came in that were so interesting. You know, there was a thought of, well, you thought you were enlightened there. And look at you, you were the only one up and screaming like an idiot. Well, no one in this dog park is ever gonna talk to you because they think you're a nut, you know. Oh, yeah. You think you have a meditation practice. Talk about reactivity. You were a lunatic at the fence. Right. So much for practice, so much for a weekend of meditation. Look at what happened to you. It didn't take half a second. And it went on like that. Right. For a while. And I was just sitting there quietly listening to the mind, this mind evaluate how I had made no progress, gotten nowhere and acted like an idiot. You know, it was just really clear. I was just sitting there going, oh, you know, and this went on for a while. But um, what happened to that rhetoric of of self, you know, of self-evaluation and shame, (laughs) literal shame attack, if there was ever a shame attack, I was having it, was that I was listening to it. There was a part of me listening, but just listening to it you know not clamping in on it as much as I usually do and believing it and as a result um, after a while all those thoughts began to dissipate and dissolve and soften as I was sitting there in the dog park uh, the shame attack began to really dissipate and again from the retreat there was sky grass chair air dogs people and there was complete ease that was um a great teaching moment for me a great teaching moment of uh How by just being present with the doubt, you know, hearing it, but not clinging to it, just allowing it to rise up and to feel the shame. I mean, it was a complete shame attack, trust me, but allowing it to be there, allowing it to be there, allowing it that it will go on its own. And this is where Rodney Smith, the teacher I was sitting with uh, last week, says thinning the self, dissolving the self. Because it was an opportunity to see the absence of self when these thoughts are not clung to and we allow them to dissolve in their own time. We allow them to come and go and we don't attach to them. And I think the only reason why that space happened and that awareness happened, this great teaching happened, is that I had been sitting for so long. You know, I had been practicing. So the practice came up to meet that moment, you know. Um, so it makes me think of Tara Brock's reign that um, we talked about the last time Um that I was here on a Sunday, if you remember, it's RAIN is an acronym for a way to practice with the eyes open. The R is recognize. Recognize the doubt. That was a doubt in me, like, oh, you think you're a meditator? Look at you screaming at the fence, (laughs) screaming like a lunatic. (laughs) Reactivity? Oh, yes, big R. You are so reactive. Look at that cortisol in your body right now, right? you know but recognize the doubt recognize and relax with it allow allow that doubt to be there don't push it away and fight it allow it allow the experience to be just as it is body in fight flight or freeze filled with cortisol and adrenaline making me scream <laughs> and nobody else did right um investigate it with Interest and care, you know, not pushing it away. How does this feel in the body? What is the body like filled with adrenaline and pumping up? What does a shame attack feel like in the belly and the heart? Um, And then nurture kindness and self-compassion for just being human. Just being human. To doubt is to be normal, right? To doubt is normal we're gonna doubt over and over and over again. But each time we can feel the benefits of practice, this is a way to balance out that doubt and reduce it. So we could have more states of inner stillness and being. So what I'd like to do is invite you to look at doubt. Um, and you could, we could do breakout rooms, or you can journal a little bit. Were are we in the mood for? Chatting or journal? Anybody want to give me feedback on that? Breakout room? Did you mean breakout room? Yeah. Okay, breakout room. So, so I want you to look at doubt in your life. Um, do you doubt your experiences? Do you doubt the practice itself? your perception or yourself and how. And also if you have an experience of stillness, what is that like for you? Call it up, savor it, share it. And I wanna remind you in the breakout rooms, listening, full attention, mindfulness, your listening is your metta, your loving kindness. Yeah. And speaking embodied. All right. We are back. Um, Would anybody, oh, we're still coming back. Would anybody uh, like to share anything that came up in the group? Anybody like to share to the larger group?
1: Yeah, without sharing what anybody else shared, I will just say that I really appreciate sort of what feels like the alchemy of what happens when one person shares an experience that you realize is very similar to your own experience and the healing that could happen in an instant. Um, I think we were speaking of the, I'll speak for myself, just sort of the mind that works over time and trying to fix things. Um, In regard to relationships, which takes us out of the actual feeling of being in the body where things could actually, you know, um, transform and and getting hooked in there. So, and so again, you know, that is like part of doubting mind, doubting the truth of, okay, well, if I just am here with the actual experience. It will solve itself. Or the right action will come to the surface if an action is necessary.
0: Anyway. Well okay. said. Well, well said. Said. thank
2: you. Turn my mic on. The last thing I talked about was just may we all be free of the causes of self-doubt and free of self-doubt. Was are. um those are from a retreat that I just did with Nina Pochet and it works amazingly well, fill in the blank, self-doubt, anxiety, anger, whatever. I mean, just try it on.
0: Thank you. So, um, I wanted to, um, do a couple of things at this point. Um, One is um, Kevin wrote a beautiful poem recently that I think it would be lovely for him to share. So we're going to have Kevin read his poem and then we're going to do some meta. Kevin, are you ready? You got to unmute though.
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, talk about doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is called Your Room. Is there a place, let's say a room, into which you go to live your life? Not the life you present to the world, but the one hidden in the back channels of your heart. In this room, do you carry out life's demands with the pleasure of knowing that these demands are born from the stuff from which you were fashioned? No one is going to make you throw open the door and show the world they all know better. Besides, this room is your room. There is no one else who will occupy its walls in the manner you do. No one driven by the same dictates that move your hand. Living in this room where there are so many options to choose from, do you consider them all or simply follow the first one that fuels your passion? Do you act boldly? Do you raise the curtains to welcome the night in? Do you dance before the fire without your clothes? Do you occupy your body wholly, irrevocably? Do you pronounce your name with absolute resolution? Not the name given, but the name chosen the instant you became aware of who you really are? Do you throw back the sheets? fluff the pillows and lay back on the bed of your own making without apology, allowing it to enfold all that you are with the kindness of a lover. Do you live your life in this room without a thought of turning back, of getting out, of letting go? No doubt here.
0: Kevin, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay, would anybody Wait, can, yeah. I, can Kevin um, somehow get that poem to us? It's uh, remarkable. We maybe we could put it in our newsletter. Kevin,
2: yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Any whatever's the best.
0: Yes, let's do that. do that. Yeah. Put that in the newsletter. Thank you, everyone, for your sweet presence and your practice in filling my life with so much joy. Um, so we hope to see you again soon. You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org.